JD Talking Sports, it is Saturday, December 5th, 2020. I just was watching the LSU-Alabama game. LSU had a freshman, I want to say his name right, Keyshawn Butte, who had a 43, 44, it should have been a 44-yard touchdown pass. And before he gets to the end zone, he pulls a, I saw DK Metcalf do it. I saw the, that Cal, I can't, I'm blanking on his name. He played with the Eagles. He was on the Bucks. I see his face. He had the game with the Giants where he ran to the end zone then ran across the end zone. Uh, Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson did it where he dropped the ball right before he got to the end zone. So this kid, Butte, did the same thing. And then everybody saw it. But the good thing was that he had a senior, uh, John Trey Kirkland, who scooped the ball and brought it in. But they didn't say this till after the fact. They said, why was that not, not reviewed? And the SEC came back that it was considered a fumble. And then Kirk, Kirkland came in, scooped it up and scored. They should have said that right away. The SEC had to come through afterwards. It was 21 nothing. Now it's 28-14. But I don't understand these kids. Why Why are these guys doing stupid shit? And I'll tell you, if I was the coach, I'd bench that. Mo- kids are freshmen. I don't care. Get in the end zone and do whatever the fuck you want. But get in the goddamn end zone first. And then do your dance or whatever you want. I don't understand it. He was doing like, uh, they said he was, you know, like crossing the the line at the, in, in a 100-yard in a, in a dash or something. Dude, I don't need to see that shit. I need the ball in the end zone. You've gone that far. And to blow a game like this. And I'll tell you, I thought Alabama was going to blow them out. It's only 28-14. There's still a lot of time left. And they're having some big plays, LSU. I just, man, I don't understand the stupidity of these kids. And they see, I see it over and over again. And I'm always like, how could you be so goddamn stupid? I was not into the games today. For the mo- I, I was going back and forth. I was watching a lot of stuff today. But I'll tell you. Coastal Carolina, BYU took a game on 60-hour notice, 22 hours, basically on Thursday, went to Conway, South Carolina, and played Coastal Carolina. Both teams 9-0 go in the game. And Coastal Carolina comes out with a 22-17 win where they basically, they did a play, an awesome freaking play, which, and I have to give props to the announcer, which was like the tackle in Super Bowl 34, where Mike Jones tackled Kevin Dyson a yard short of the end zone to preserve the victory over the Rams in the Super Bowl. I mean, for, to preserve the win for the Rams over the Titans. And that was the magical year with Kurt Warner when Trent, Trent Green got hurt and everything. But 22-17, Coastal Carolina, Zach Wilson, hey, 19-32-40. That boy, wow, what an arm. Holy shit, does he have an arm. 19 to 30, 240 yards, a touchdown, interception. And they had a chance at the end. He threw it across, and they made a great tackle. They wanted to see if he got it. He did not. I got a great picture. BYU came in and averaging almost 48 points a game, had 17. They came in averaging over 535 yards a game. They got 405. And almost eight yards of play, they got seven yards of play. But I love when they put these stats up. 40. Now, I didn't think BYU played a great schedule at all, but you have to give them props are going to Coastal Carolina, on no notice, they really didn't even get to prepare for the game, and they played a hell of a game. And it was. It was a phenomenal game to watch. It was like a playoff game. I agree. And you have to give props to Coastal Carolina, but you also have to say that Jamie Chadwell is gone, <laughs> that there's no way he's coming back to to Coastal Carolina. They are the only unbeaten team in South Carolina. 
Clemson's only up 17-10 at the half against Vatek. They have to win to get the ACC championship game. And then Coastal is, is going to host the raging the 10-1 Raging Cajuns. Is it no, nine, I think they're 9-1. They're going to host the Raging Cajuns for the Sun Belt Championship, who they've already beaten this year, 30-27. And it would really suck if Coastal didn't finish. That's, that's what the small conference is. You have, to win every, you have to be on every goddamn week, whereas a team like Clemson can lose a game and it's not going to affect them long term. And I just saw they had another big touchdown. And Devontas, Devontas, Devante, is it Devontas? Yeah. Devontae Smith, is it Devontae? I'm trying to see his stats right now. Yeah. Five receptions, 151 yards, and two TDs. And we have 11-14 left in the second quarter. And Alabama is on a streak. I think it was it 16 or 17 games. They have not been held under 35 points since the 2018 championship game loss to Clemson. That's how they are great. 34 points in in a basically 18 minutes and change. Yeah, Mac Ro- Mac Rogers is just like Jesus. Poof. But that game, Coastal Florida Sportsman said BYU was good. Nope, they did not kill. I said, I think they were underrated. They came in, they had a chip on their shoulder. They came in and they kicked some ass. If someone had shirts on Mormons versus mullets, I love that shirt. I freaking loved it. I thought it was great. And Indiana beat Wisconsin 14-6. First win since 2002. They lost the last 10 to them. They are 6-1. and one. Wisconsin fell at 2-2. Two two. Indiana, if they beat Purdue next week, will have seven Big Ten win- wins in a season that they've never done in program history. Never had seven Big Ten wins. And this is after losing Michael Penix Jr. with a 20 ACL last week and a win over Maryland. Jack Tuttle first start, two touchdown passes. Six points. Wisconsin gets held to seven by Northwestern, which clinched the Big Ten West title. And six points against Indiana. How about that? Crazy. And I think that's the first time they've had six Big Ten wins. That, that last time that they did it was 67 and 87. I mean, you're talking, I was a senior in high school last time. And two years before I was born. And I saw that Notre Dame, 24 straight home wins that hadn't been done since 1942 to 1950. So you're talking 70 years ago. And one point, I saw Syracuse get an interception and immediately fumble it back. And the, Culpepper was the quarterback, and his father was up there. Said, they were saying, you could see his dad pacing back and forth. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Jesus Christ, this sucks. And I got a really funny picture today of on a field goal by Coast Carolina. A kid was behind the... Uh, goal post, he got hit right in the head with the football. You see him go flying back. I've been posting on TikTok. I'll tell you, I'm having a good time. I'm posting little things here and there, and it's, a, it's, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Texas today scores 69, 69 points on Kansas State. I said, is it the opponent or is it them? And he said a little of both. I said, I hate this shit when I see my team doesn't play well, loses to Iowa State last week, 23-20. Iowa State blew out did they blow out today? Iowa State blew somebody out today. Iowa State beat, yeah, West Virginia, 42 to 6. And then they score 59 points. Wait, 50, 69 points? 69 points today, which is crazy. And I, I put, uh, picked uh, Washington over Stanford in this betting thing. That no, didn't happen. Tulsa was, was uh, you know, in a dogfight with, Navy, they ended up pulling 19-6. There's so many games that were canceled today. Florida, 31-19. I want to check out the Heisman guy, Kyle Trask, who, because they said Zach Wilson was going to be up for it. God damn. 
35 of 49, 433, four touchdowns. And I got a Florida sportsman, sportsman props because I love the blue helmet with the white uniforms. Those were some of the best uniforms I've ever seen. I mean, I loved that Florida color scheme today. And that blue helmet, sharp. Yeah, he's having a hell of a year. Trask is having a hell of a year. I think that's 38 touchdowns on the year now. He's, yeah, unbelievable. And he's 17 touchdowns, one interception on the road. Tennessee, done. And, and I was watching Rutgers. Yeah, they were down 20 nothing. I was like, God damn it, guys. Can you, can you come back and play a little? I was pissed. I got to be honest. I was really pissed off because I thought they stunk it up today. They were down 20 nothing. Game was over. Boof. Done. Colorado's playing some good football. Only the third quarter. But they're beating Arizona at Arizona. Miami's beating Duke. That's for an Orange Bowl bid. UNC playing for an Orange Bowl bid, which never happened before. They beat Coastal Car- Western Carolina tonight, 49-9. to And Sam Howell threw for 287 with two touchdowns. Carter got 73 yards. So I don't think anybody hit their goals of getting a 1,000-yard field. And, and Ohio State with missing a bunch. They had a center who couldn't snap the goddamn ball <laughs> in the first half. And all that Justin Fields does is go 17 for 24, 199 yards, another 104 yards on the ground. They won 52 to 12. Unbelievable. I mean, I was just like, geez, yeah, Penn State beat Rutgers 23-7. Rutgers is a quarterback. Auburn was up with Bo Nix were, were up 2014 at one point. Texas A&M came back 31-20, and I think that they're they're fighting with Florida for the SEC championship game. It's going to come down. I don't know. Well, Texas A&M, yeah, I'm not sure who's getting that bid. I got to talk to Florida sportsman. Rice beat Marshall 20 to nothing. They had not beaten an AP. They were 0 for their last 29. I got I got I got to find that. Where's that stat? Yeah, first one over AP top 25 teams since 97. Oh, they were over 29. Have to give them props on that front. And I love seeing when some freshmen are playing well, some guys are playing good. Deuce Vaughn for Kansas State. He set a new freshman record for rushing yards, all-purpose yards, and yards from scrimmage this year. Congrats to him. You got to love when you see stuff like that. And Michigan wanted this this elliptical. And I am not a handy person. And I was trying to read the instructions. I'm like, fuck. Thank God for YouTube. You put it on YouTube and bam, there it is. I put it together. So I did a, I did, I wanted to see if I could burn 100 calories. Heart rate was through the roof. I'm sweating my ass off. I was like, this is a good workout. Now I saw the Gio Urshela. This, this was interesting. I saw that Gio Urshela decided... And I always love the, these guys who decide, you know, you know, they play a season and they go, hey, you know, uh, uh, you know, was given option of surgery right after the season. He finished his season without issues, so he declined and returned him to Columbia. He later opted to have the surgery, so that is, so there's now delay. He had surgery Friday to remove a bone chip from his right elbow. It was performed by Dr. Christopher Ahmad at New York Presbyterian Hospital and went as as expected. Now, his anticipated recovery time for surgery is three months. Three months of recovery leaves four weeks from opening day. He'll need in, they'll need infield depth and spring training to account for potential setback or need for more time. Now, I don't understand if he was feeling fine, 
But then he decides to have the surgery. Dude, I know you want to have your time off, but you only had a 60-game season this year. And I don't know why you would take wait to have surgery after having all this time off. I would think, get the surgery done. I, I, I read that stuff, and I'm always like, what are you doing here? You know, I mean, you could, you could have the surgery done. You're, wait, you're wasting all this offseason. Hey, listen, we all want to have a good time. But get the surgery done and start the rehab and come in strong. I mean, aren't you playing for next year anyway? I, I don't know. I saw that the Ravens' backup now is Trace McSorley because they put RG3 on injured reserve after he injured his hamstring, which is good because I don't want him on the freaking be gone there. The Nets will be on national TV 19 times in the first half of the season. All right, we'll see how that works out. Yeah. Kyrie, stay healthy. That's all I got to say on that front. And Gonzaga was supposed to play Baylor today. But two Gonzaga players tested positive. They're going to try to reschedule. That was one versus two. Kansas barely beat North Dakota. They were losing with like a minute left, and they came back and won the game. <sighs> Crazy. Yeah, that's so why I was going to watch some of that basketball game, and I was watching some football. I was watching a little basketball. I put on the end of Kansas game where a guy from North Dakota went for a layup, and out of nowhere, this guy, <laughs> he just swatted. Now, it, the ball was still going up. It wasn't coming down. He swatted the. I never saw. I never saw a play like that before. And it went flying up. Uh, he threw. It went flying up and halfway down the court. I was just like, "Holy shit! That was a hell of a play, man!" I was like, "Wow! That was one hell of a play." I, I'm just always amazed at the athleticism of some of these players. Because I don't have that stuff. And Stefan Tuit was uh, activated from the reserve COVID list. I also saw that Alden Smith for the Cowboys was. Numbers are going to go up. Yeah, Kansas scored, I'm sorry, Texas scored 69 points for the 14th time in team history. Who gives a shit? The games they should, they didn't do it. And I'm like, dude, come on, man. I had a mustache for a little bit today. I shaved it off. It looked terrible. Gumbo Chef said I look like, he said I look like Jerry Stiller. (laughs) I don't think he meant it as a compliment. Yeah, I was like, Jesus. And the Giants, three straight wins, 140 yards rushing each game. Gallman has six rushing touchdowns last five games, second most in the NFL during that time period. They're averaging 4.8 yards per carry last six games. And I forgot that Devontae Freeman is on the reserve COVID list. He's also on the IR. I forgot about it. I was like, damn, I forgot he was even on the team. Chris Hogan got waived from the Jets so he could get on with another team. I forgot he wasn't with the Jets anymore. Giants play in Seattle. I'll tell you the truth. Giants, see, okay, so what, what, what am I thinking on? Okay, so the Giants, wait, is the Giants playing Seattle? Yes, Giants, Giants, Seattle. Who are the Jets playing tomorrow? Jesus, I don't even know. You know what? I was I usually write out the schedule, but I did not do it this week. I'm trying to see who the Jets play tomorrow. Oh, Jets Raiders. Okay. Raiders or Jets? Okay. All right. I am taking. I was trying to get Florida Sportsman. He's working today. Good. I'm glad he's working. I'm trying to get – oh, they just had a stat. They were comparing through first eight SEC game, Joe Burrow versus Mac Jones. I call them Mac Rogers, Mac Jones. Completion percentage, Jesus. So Burrow was almost at 78%. Mac Jones was at 76%. Yards per game, Burrow 362 to Jones' 341. And touchdown passes, 20-23, which is still freaking – Pretty damn good, and I'm I'm so pissed that Joe Burrow got hurt because I he was on such a good guy. I I loved I would loved 
have had to have had the number one pick and have him be my quarterback. Yeah, I, I, I would love it. I'd be like, oh, that's the guy I want to play. That's the guy I want. I know Trevor Lawrence is probably coming to the Jets, but we'll see. How. So Giants at Seattle. I'm taking the I'm taking the Seahawks, 28-24, and I'm going to take the Jets. Jets are going to screw up my whole season and, and win a game finally. I'm taking the Jets, 24-21. That's what I'm doing right now. Those are my picks. Wow. That's what I'm doing. I do, and I do love LSU's helmets. I always loved LSU's helmets. I ran in that football field. Commodore Chef took me down to Baton Rouge, and I uh, I ran in the football field in Death Valley. Yeah. Yes, I did. It was a lot of fun. Tar Heels, early today I saw a stat that they, 116 plays this year, 15 yards or more. And he is now tied, Sam Howell, with Rin Renner, who is now with Florida International as a quarterback coach, with 64, and he is... Wait, no, he passed him. I got to check out his stats. I think he just, he's, so he's only three behind Darian Durant, who had 68 from 2001-2004. Unbelievable. And I watched the game last night. Appalachian State had been 8-0 and against the Raging Cajuns. Raging Cajuns won 24-21. They did a play where they freaking, what happened? They... They took a safety, and then at the end of the game, he was trusting. He was they were having uh, snapping issues throughout the game, and then at the end of the game, Appalachian State missed a field goal, and you heard a fan going, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And I was like, "You heard it clear as day." I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Unbelievable. Alabama just, I think, was that Devontae Smith again? It's like they're toying with him. Caught the ball. He's like, yeah, I'm open. Get me the ball. And I'll tell you, that all they keep producing are freaking amazing wide receivers. He just cut, cut a, uh, went across the field, and it was like they were all standing still. Unbelievable. Yeah, Devontae Smith, six catches, 200 yards, two touchdowns. 200 yards receiving, and there's 6.04 left. He's having a Tyreek Hill first half. That's a hell of a first half. Good God. Unbelievable. They're going to put up 40 points in the first half on LSU. I'm sorry. That's an SEC team. Shouldn't happen in the first half. But Billy Napier, another guy who could be up for another job. So they beat them. Larry Johnson today served as the first African-American head coach ever in the history of Ohio State football, the dump, which I thought was bullshit. And he's been around for a long time. You know, his son played in the NFL. What do you have, a 2,000? Didn't he have a 2,000-yard season? And then he's out of the league already. So Ryan Day's in isolation. They do. Northwestern, second time in three years, they won the West after, in between those two years, they finished last. Got to give them. And Akron snapped a 21-game losing streak by beating Bowling Green 31-3 in the snow. I put it on. I didn't see a lot of snow. I just saw there was maybe some flurries. They beat 0-4 Bowling Green. Uh, what are you going to do? Two-yard. Yeah, that was crazy. And it's cr- they were saying, the guy interviewing... Jamie Chadwell for Coastal Carolina said 18 years ago this field was a was a it was a watermelon field and they went from FCS to FBS and now they're looking at it's crazy they're going to play for a uh, I don't know if they're going to get a New Year's Six but they're going to definitely I, you know it kind of sucks if they have a really good year I don't know if they're going to go play anywhere 
but it is a great story, and Jamie Chadwell is definitely going to be gone. And they're having a really special – and playing with a freshman quarterback on top of it who was on COVID, and he said he spent the whole time going through the playbook, playbook to learn the playbook. And I thought this was interesting. The Ironman triathlon, you know, it's, it, they've kind of gone on their own because the money these guys make, the total prize money at the Ironman World Championship in Kona, Hawaii, the Super Bowl of triathlons was 650000 The winner won 120000 And earlier this year, Advanced Publications, the media company, bought Ironman for $730 million. Now, the Ironman is usually 140.6 miles, so it's 2.4 in the, in the ocean, 112 on the bike, and then a marathon. Now, they're going to, so they're, they're, they're testing, they're starting their own league where each event will feature 60 top professional men and 60 top professional women. They'll offer $1 million in prize money that the top 20 athletes will share, a lot more than what I just said for the, the Super Bowl of events in Kona, Hawaii. Instead of it being 140.6 or a half Ironman, 70.6, it'll be 100 kilometers, 62 miles, and includes a 1.2-mile swim, a 48-mile bike ride, and a half marathon which is 13.1 miles. The week, this weekend's race will take place at Daytona International Speedway with competitors swimming in the large lake in the infield, which I thought was pretty freaking cool. And, you know, it's kind of cool to have an event all in one place. And now the thing is they have to get people to watch. Now, I don't find it very interesting to watch. They're going to try to make it more television-friendly, so it's three and a half hours. But i got to be honest with you, I don't think it's going to make me want to watch it more. But a lot of athletes, triathletes were saying that, you know, they're barely breaking even. The top triathlete, uh, John Frodeno of Germany, the reigning Ironman World Championship, and something, you know, he's a, he, he's known, he's looked up as a deity, 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 as a, yeah. Someone help me with that one. A deity, 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 I think it's deity. Yeah, you know, it's going to bother me now because I want to, I always like to, Deity, deity, a deity. See, I looked it up. Well, he made, he took home 158000 in prize money last year. And Katie Zafaris of the United States, she led both men and women in 2019. She earned 347500 Just 80000 was good uh, was enough for a spot in the top 10 of the money list. So that's not enough. They said it takes $20,000 to outfit your bike. They said the 100 media outlets worldwide, worldwide including... NBC's Peacock was uh, showing the race this weekend, but they said they're going to need uh, long-term rights and sponsorship deals. I guess we'll see how that works out. Chris uh, Kermode, who ran Tennis's ATP Tour and is now VP of the Professional Triathletes Organization, he said slick televised championships in, in snooker and darts could create celebrity champions. Triathletes, they, they look a lot better. They should, uh, they should be able to find their way and make the money. He said it's making, you know... He said, everybody's a story, and if you tell the story, you can get people to care. I guess we'll see how that works. I mean, they're going to have to get viewers. Oh, they only got a field goal. So 38-14 did not get a touchdown on that play. Thank you, Matthew Futterman, for the New York Times. I love that article. I thought it was great. Thank you for sharing. And I just saw that Clemson is up 24-10. There's some UFC on tonight. And Trevor Lawrence is 11 of 15 for 130 yards and an INT today. So I guess all the all of them are coming on the... Uh, Lawrence has a rushing touchdown. 
Actually, two rushing touchdowns today. So, hey, a win's a win. I don't care how you win the game, just win the game. So it's going to be UNC against Duke next. Uh, I'm sorry, UNC in Miami for our Orange Bowl bid. Crazy. Crazy train. Yeah. Patino got his first win in a thir three years. And Westbrook says he won't change his on-court ways. Okay, I guess, hey, dude, whatever you have to do. They beat Hofstra. Iona beat Hofstra. First win in three years. I'll take the win, right? They're one and one this season. Yeah. That's all I got for today, folks. All right. Last show's trivia question. Most goals by a defenseman in one playoffs a year. Paul Coffey had 12 in 18 games in 1985 when the... Oilers beat the Flyers 4-1 to win the Stanley Cup Finals. Okay, today's trivia question. What did the Reds do in the 2020 postseason that had never been done before? What did the Reds do in the 2020 postseason that had never been done before? All right, I'm sending my love to Mr. S. Michigan, I love you very much. My parents, my dad, he's sore, but he's doing well since he got the pacemaker put in. Teddy, we got to do a show. Florida Sportsman, we got to do a show. Harris, I hope you're well. Bill, call me tonight. It's always good to talk to Bill and Jazz. Aaron, we talked a little TV the other day. That was a lot of fun, as usual. And, oh, and I watched Big Mouth on Netflix. Eh, Saved by the Bell. Good. Uh, Freaky with Vince Vaughn, where he's a serial killer who takes the body of a teenage girl. It was actually very well done. But Big Mouth this season, eh. Oh, this season's been better. All right, folks, have a great day. Peace out. Congrats to Coastal Carolina. Huge win. Huge win. And it was great to watch. Great game. And give BYU props for taking a game on a Thursday. Go down and play the hearts out. Zach Wilson can throw a freaking ball. He's got a beautiful arm. And I, I, I want to see what he can do at the next level. I really do. We shall see. Everybody, peace out. Have a good day. All right? Red Zone tomorrow.